it there. Okay, so hello everybody. This is uh, me, Francisco, here for Sports Goose uh, number 194, joined by Charles here, and I don't have anything planned. <laughs> That's where we're at here, huh, Charles? You're basically a 17-year-old parent. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I mean, there's hockey stuff. I mean, the Panthers are a wagon at this point. They well, I, yeah. Well, remember how I told you there's some stuff I want to contribute to the hockey. Okay, give me your Panthers. hockey topics then, because I, I can um, maybe can answer. So you're you, playing NHL 24 do you, do you, right now. Yeah, so. Do you want to do your overall rundown and then lead into it? I mean, do you want me to go over what's going on over the league? Because if you got some questions, I might have some answers. So. Well, it, it's a little bit, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna segue. I'll conjoin mm. it, then you'll take the dance. So you know. I have been, I'm a hockey fan now, guys. Like, Yay. I have, I, I've gone to games like three years or two years, what, three out of five, right? I'm a dynasty, according to my combo fan, Drew, many years ago. I have NHL um, 24, which I enjoy thoroughly. You know, it's actually the most gaming I've played in the last three weeks because I haven't, you know, Helldivers is occupied. We'll talk about that in a second of what compelled me to go by that. Mm. Um, Right now, I'm playing as the Jets versus the Kings, so I'm learning players, and I'm just like doing variety matches one v once. It really is the perfect show game. I'm not gonna lie, or a game for the show, uh, as we do it. Very satisfied that I finally bought it, and I get some insight on the Twitter. Follow us on the Twitter: Charles yeah. True, Dan Frijoles, at JoeJR, Sports underscore Goose, Panthers historian. Big great account. I wonder who runs that. Yeah. Marlins historian about to pop up in about three months, guys. Really, you know, follow that account. I, we'll call it two months because April means nothing in baseball world. But for that account, go from there. Hmm. Uh, also, give some shout outs to my wrestling people, humble public enemy podcast people. Yeah, it's good. They're always good. And then the wrestlers. But Ethan Budowski, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, um, five reasons sports, whatever. Had brought up something last night that you sent. Okay, and. Um, that you retweeted and you answered to about um, the Panthers being a hated team now yes. in South Florida. and Well, outside that, of South Florida, let's just say that. Outside of South Amongst Florida. the rest and, of the NHL fan bases. And it's good for business because I don't have a set team. We run a joke that I follow the Bruins because my brother-in-law got me a Boston Bruins hat on the belief that like he said, he heard me say, Hey, I like Boston. Cause I went to Boston, which isn't wrong. I thought Boston was a great city better than the Celtics hat. Cause you know, remember last year I chastised my nephew on my mom's birthday for dare being my presence of wearing a Celtics Jason Tatum shirt overrated. Um, he's okay. Jalen Brown's overrated, but I've gone to only their games. I have, you know, played, them and times angel i've watched their stanley cup um finals competition i watched it through the playoffs and i think it's good for business when you have a team build what consistency and they have an identity that can bring in casual viewers to be like well you know they went to the stanley cup finals last year the year prior to that they were doing good right now they're second best in the league last time i checked on the east on the east um uh, well the, there's uh there's a few things that have happened that, and that's fine. Yeah, but they've but they, yeah. Keep going. It's really good for business because I got I gotta tell you, man. I'm not gonna claim allegiance to them because I remember when they were the Ali Yokinen days, and that's how far back I go. They've always been in my hemisphere. But I'm gonna tell you now, and he he's not on the show today. And I'm not trying to crap on him. The Tampa Bay Lightning going three in a row could not make me watch hockey. 
They're too far out. They're not within my vicinity. Andrew, for what it's worth, never really spoke with passion the way you did speaking about the Panthers. I also lived in Miami for three and a half years. So when Dan Levitard followed him on the Twitter and uh, Mike Ryan and Dan, the Stu Gods and all that stuff, Jeremy Taché um, and whatever affiliates they have, could get me into it when they had people on there back when the Panthers were really bad a couple mm. years ago, if you remember. And it is just working well where it's like, I'm just going to run home. I'm I'm, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon with it. You know, I'll be the first to submit that if I have to have a designated team to watch all of, because I'll watch all of hockey. I, I've expanded. I've gone to sleep kind of watching some of the Western Conference games. I had to watch a Minnesota Wild game the other day. It, it, it's great. But like, I'm seeing Budowski talking about you know, how they're being hated. It's great, but what do I live for, bud? I live for the hate. Mm. I live for the petty. Part of it is because I have personal knowledge of this team start to finish. Part of it because I was so blown away by the game I saw, what, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago when they played oh, right. um, Colorado. Yep, and I saw Grabowski just, you know, pull out that shutout where I saw a team that was said to be the second best team in the Western Conference at that time looked deflated and burnt out and not physical at all. And I don't care, Makar. I, I got into that stuff, yeah. building into it. And I'm just seeing Reinhardt, Verhehe, um, mm-hmm. your boy Kachuk, yeah. really bringing that that heat. And you know, my my input into it is like this is good for business where I'm actively seeking it. I'm more interested in hockey than I was this year's football, not mm. Super Bowl, which was a good Super Bowl. Just the overall season. The season ain't over. No, it's but not. But like, I, I, I'm diving deep in that ish. There's and a yeah. I, I just have to understand the conferences, and for life of me, my brain won't conceptualize it because I think I treat the same way how I treat the NBA uh, conferences, where divisions don't matter, and that's not a good thing when it comes to hockey because I yeah. understand how ho- it plays in importance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, hockey, hockey's uh, restructured their standings about let's say a decade ago now. Essentially. And then we got flipped up with the COVID year because then they rechanged. True, it. that was yeah. They had the the bubble, and then they had the 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 season following that that was completely different divisions aligned, and yeah, 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 yeah. So like, and you know me, I don't care about the history of teams because I didn't live in that era. So what the hell does it matter if I didn't watch that? If I didn't live in that era and I didn't watch in that era, what am I to talk about it? You understand, like. Mm. You know, Mickey Mantle, one of the best players ever. I can't claim ownership to that as a Yankee, right? Mm. Just in theory. So I'm not going to go about talking about 96 and 97. I I don't know if you got me on the bad wig. I don't think you're ever going to get me on the Panthers merch, even though I do love – I love the uh, Los Gatos or Vamos Gatos uh, uh, spread that you sent me. And I do like the little tropical – The stick and tree. The palm tree. Yeah. The the palm tree the stick. I I thought that was great design. But – I can go on that hate because why? Who am I? I'm a Yankee fan. And we talked about it. Mm. We talked about it. And how you said, well, they, they weren't like villains in 2003. I'm like, but they impacted America's team in that sense. Because mm. it was America's team. It's not right now. <laughs> it's the Dodgers and the Red Sox. I'll never understand it. Houston wishes it had that clout. And they fucking don't want. Um, but the Panthers can get me as America's team because it's all the right credentials. In a state where we never see snow, right, or at least in, in that South Bend, where you have lifelong guys that go around. There were so many guys that were lifelongers. Ekblad was a lifelonger. Duclair was before they traded him. Um, uh-huh. Your homeboy that you sent out before you got uh, Kachuk. Huberdeau. 
Huberto, Jonathan Huberto, um, you know, Luongo came and went, but he was everywhere kind of gig. But, you know, all, all these names that kind of came in, but you're, you're setting up the paces to go against the whole, like, great establishment of what it meant to be a hockey organization and team. And I was, like, looking into it because what I do do for research is not necessarily the past of the teams. I look at who the star players are going to be. Mind you, if you play NHL 24, at least tell you what X-Factor players are. Mm-hmm. And I understand it's fictional to a degree, but at least gives you a concept of whatever it is. But – I will speak to this about your Panthers, and this is me just giving them the rug and rub and tell you. Let them know that I'll play with the base as well. I'm investing the season. I think I want them to win it all. Having them been there a couple times, they're building up stuff that I like, um, especially since they had to deal with uh, Quinnville's nonsense when he had to step down. Yeah. And like, like, but that's me remembering stuff. And then I hear Andrew be like, oh, but, you know, John Cooper. I'm like, I don't care. And, and that's the thing. If Tampa, Tampa yeah, oh, he was a lawyer and all that stuff. Yeah, we know lawyers. Yeah. Lawyers don't impress yeah. us. <laughs> and, and, and Tampa can get me that invested. And mind you, Amelia Arena, are they Amelia Arena? I, I never yeah, remember. Yeah. Isn't the worst, but you couldn't sell me. I purposely avoid Tropicana Field so I can go see the Yankees play the Marlins. You know what I mean? I mean, t- like, that's me. Tampa's kind of boring. You know, it is boring. Like that, it that, is boring. They were they were kind of a boring team as well overall. Yeah, Vasilevsky was good. Kucherov's good. Stamkos is good, but I mean that doesn't really incite anything in anybody. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like these guys don't know. And the one thing I would tell anybody who's a viewership how I am with my fandoms is I know my teams I like. I know the teams in that division. So you know I know the East Eastern Conference NBA. You know I know the AFC South. You know damn well I know about the LEs, especially since I got Andrew, who is a Rays fan. One of my coworkers, Nick Heinick, is a Blue Jays fan. So he he's so smart with it, man, that he makes me want to know more about baseball. No no screwing around. I, I, I love that when it comes to, to people I know, friends, coworkers, you guys maybe do that with hockey, how it kind of picked up. I, I feel like you and I are the ones who know football a little bit better than Andrew and then basketball like you know, I, I, I've been in more than you have lately kind of gig. So yeah, NBA hasn't that. really enticed me. The 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 All-Star game happened and everybody was completely up. Like people were just like upset by how much of a waste of time it was. Oh, don't worry. I have words for that. Yeah. Later. So we're not there yet, but we'll talk about it. Um, but with the NHL now, I'm like, all right, I know it's the Eastern Conference. I'm looking to the Eastern Conference. NHL's I hot. I, I mean, you, you're looking at – there's they're starting to show guys that are, you know, like, they just had the stadium series out in MetLife Stadium recently. So the Flyers, the Devils, the Rangers, and the and the Islanders went to play outdoors, uh, where the uh, the Giants and the Jets play. And they had Saquon Barkley and and Tommy Versetti. Where the hell did Devito? There we go. Right? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tommy DeVito. Yeah, I said Versace. That's the guy from Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you just, just want to shoot bad guys. I got you. A typical Italian-American mobster. Uh, yeah. So, um, anyways. I feel like I got to talk about that. I can't believe it. Anyways, uh, they had those guys watching the game. They're like, oh, hockey's actually pretty dope. Yeah, the people are starting to realize that. Uh, Lil John uh, is a massive hockey fan as well. Uh, he's hockey fan since he was with the Thrashers. Uh, I know, and I remember. Yeah, you just can't win if you're over there. So he and hockey, and then is he moved fun. to Vegas, and uh, he's a huge Vegas Golden Knights fan. So, like, I, he's an OG that I, I he didn't jump on the the Knights bandwagon. 
So well, hockey is fun. The problem was I talked to you about this when we started this some bitch two five years ago. Is the direct the licensing of it to Direct TV, and I didn't have Silite, and I was streaming before streaming was even popular because you know we were broke and Comcast was super expensive as a monopoly for cable. So it was hard to see those games, except when it was like the playoffs. But sometimes you don't want to see the playoffs if you have nothing to build you up into it. You know what I mean? Because hmm. you mentioned how ESPN and what is called Disney itself has built a better way of coming into it. That comes into giving you backstory about players and coaches and teams. And I just do not remember those playoffs, you know, when they were building onto DirecTV or whatever the satellite dish or whatever gave you good insight once they got to the main public broadcast. And then something would be on like what USA or CNBC or something was, like that. Yeah, it was NBC that owned the rights at that time. So it was, yeah, they had so, some weird stuff. NBC Sports and, Network, which died, like all that yeah. stuff. So. And you'll never hear me compliment the mouse. You guys know I think Disney's mm. a monopoly that needs to be broken in every way, shape, or form just so people can actually get fair wage and pay. But hypocrisy is beautiful. Mm. When it comes to hockey, at least they've done stuff where it's on tnt and espn and right now when it's a dead season for this show which is the my one of my most favorite things is when we're kind of like in a dead moment so we can get weird but as a viewership when my brain's too tired from having to be an attorney or being a son and everything else in between and i can just put on something and i'm a rush like they've done a better way of broadcasting whether it be through hulu right because that's how i watch it um through yeah. my combo so. max is now too yeah so the the whole point of it is that it's me kind of being like, look, if I'm going to die on a hill, I'm dying on, you know, Panthers, Vamos Gatos, right? Even though my belief is shouldn't say Vamos Gatos, you're going to laugh. And this is a theory I didn't pray with you last week because it's based in South Florida. It said Vamos Gatos. Shouldn't it be Dale Gatos? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. And, and maybe the Heat have a trademark for that. I'm not sure. <laughs> or maybe Dale Pe Heat. Pe 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 might have a trademark for that. I'm not sure. So for, for those who are like, what the hell, what are the guys talking about Dale? Um, <laughs> Dale is something that I, and I never said Dale in my lifespan. It was Vamos, right? And, but it's from Argentina, Colombia, New York, come to Polk County where I barely spoke Spanish. And then from West Palm, one county. And then when I moved to Miami and FIU, which is biggest congregation ethnicity, you know, for anybody who's Latin speaking or Spanish speaking was Cuban, right? I heard Dale so much, and my my dumbass three had to be like, "What the hell is Dale? Like, what's that? <laughs> so, D A L with the E N Y A or whatever the the little symbol is, and then it's essentially their slang for let's go, right? Mm -hmm. And so like the running joke that I had was like, it should be Vamanos. Where you go, like, because Grandma to me was always Vamanos. Like, let's get the fuck out of here, four, because that was the energy. It wasn't like a life. It's not like, what's the joke I always run with you when a good thing happens? I'm like, Alexa, play Peppas, because Peppas is the vibe, the energy. That to me was never Vamos, right? Now that I live in Miami for some time, I have good, good deep points in there. To me, it's like, Dale. And I feel like it should be Dale Gatos. And I swear, man, I'm going to find a way for them to break that trademark or Pitbull, who thinks he's Mr. Worldwide. Um, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to get Dale Cats or something like that. I promise you. I promise you. You know that meme on Twitter? I'm going to get you out of here when he's talking to the dog. Mm. I'm, I'm going to get you Dale. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to get you Dale. Some way, shape, or form. That would be my contribution. But this is good, though, because I am, by pure definition, like a semi-casual viewer who had to use video games to learn the names of people who were obscure to me. And I, I think Panthers are doing right. 
I get the lineups. I know the players. I get the wings. I get the centers. You know, I get the concept of the coaching. I understand what they go on defense in this. I'm listening. I'm in tuned in. Mm-hmm. And isn't that kind of what you want when you're a sport that is getting, I would say, a second chance? It, it is. Right? Yeah. I mean, the, the growth in viewership is happening. I think and, Andrew's of- probably listening. Just like, damn it, my lightning won two in a row and then got to a third. Sorry, bud. Well, yeah, people will, it'll always have the asterisk amongst the greater NHL fan base. I think people, um, it just didn't really captivate people as well as it did. And maybe if the years had been normal, right, if they had a normal finish to a season in 2020 or a normal finish or long season in 2021, it, it could have been different. But uh, regardless, uh the point is with the it, NHL. It felt like a Spurs dynasty. I mean, for me, first, I remember, I'm coming from a not just a fan perspective, but from a media objective perspective as well. Yeah. Seeing the growth of the team because I started covering the team essentially a year before the current ownership took over. Mm-hmm. And I remember that they were doing strides to try and connect with the fan base, connect with the. Uh, at the time, the blogs and people that were diehards that were covering the team and eventually that you know got onto us, we could get media passes and part of SB Nation, that type of stuff. So we were able, I was able to go cover games and, and just seeing, uh, for me, I was some frustration from sense like, man, this team is, they're, they're doing, they're trying to do better, but there's no traction here in South Florida. And, you know, it just takes some actual commitment to winning and spending that put the team uh, or push the team forward so that starts from the ownership who actually have the money to do so and signing the players and locking them down you see you draft huberdo you draft barkoff you draft ekblad you, you then see that oh these guys actually are good and we got something here let's sign them to the to the long-term contract right all right, we're keeping them like eight, nine seasons. There we go. We're gonna buy out their 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 entry level years and in their first and their their free agent years already. Boom, let's do it now. Uh, let's surround them with some guys. Let's trade for Yaramir Yager. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get let's get Roberto Luongo back. Let's do all of those things to kind of create some buzz. Twenty sixteen season happens. That team was buzzing back. The Rats are back, and they're making connection with the team. Then they went too fully into the analytics stuff uh, from, the, from the wrong perspective. Then the team just wasn't gelling. They had a pretty good season where they probably would have made the playoffs at any other season, but unfortunately everybody else had 97-plus points uh, that one year in 2018, I think. And then down years, uh, the bubble season was weird as well. And then finally, the last few seasons here uh, with the rivalry with Tampa – you know, losing a round to them. Uh, the President's Trophy year, they won all those games and then lost in the second round. And then last season, you trade for Matthew Kachuk and you immediately sign him to an eight-year contract. And the perception of the team is different now. Players want to be here. They just built a brand-new practice facility out in Fort Lauderdale by renovating an old building, an old memorial auditorium. And they've doubled down on being Broward's team because yeah. they essentially are and that's helped them out but it's also trickled into 
Palm Beach County and, and Miami-Dade County because people are starting to notice all over the place. I'm seeing Panther stuff. You're seeing all those L car washes, and they have a Panther and a Heat logo next to them now. Part of the Champions Club. That's what they call it. You don't see the Miami Dolphins there. Uh, and I always have – Petty doesn't take an offseason, Charles. Hey, hey, man, we have a segment called Petty Train that yeah. always is choo-choo-chewing through all major exactly. Uh, I gotta, you know, we gotta take it out for some maintenance every once in a while, and just have a, have a little, uh, little test run before we we send it out there for next fall. But uh, the team's perception throughout here, I guess it's a Panther segment, but I can talk about it now because me and me and Andrew had some trash talking over the over Saturday when the Panthers were Woo! absolutely trouncing the Lightning. I, I, I was eating that popcorn. <laughs> I was like, all right, and you and, know me, because oh, we got the receipts, we got the receipts, we got the receipts, because the running joke that we always have about Andrew is the bandwagoning, and he's not like he maybe football he is, all the other sports he's I'm calling on football, I don't care, um, but when I read that message, like I would sacrifice the raise, I was like about to throw my can, my phone, and everything. Yeah, go ahead, Francisco. And, you know, it's funny that Ethan posted that and that the uh, and I saw another post where somebody like a Boston Bruins fan of all people was like, you know, Panthers fans are probably like the biggest trolls on on NHL Twitter or whatever. I'm like, Boston, <laughs> but yeah. that's the, the, you know, pot uh, teapot calling the kettle black type of thing. Uh, yep. And it was actually really fun to do that because I posted a post. On Saturday, whilst the Panthers are trouncing the Lightning, it was like four or five to one at that point. Oh yeah, and, everybody. Francisco's very famous, by the way. Follow him on everything. On yeah, you, you've already done the plug, but but you're also doing like other people shit too. Yeah, yeah. I'm on podcasts and stuff like that now, and I'm I'm trying to get back into the the circles that I was in beforehand. But uh, but I still am. I, I'm just doing it on my own now, to be honest. Uh, doing my own thing. But regardless, you're beyond saying this bitch right here. Probably, <laughs> I've done kind of my own thing now, right? So, anyways, uh, making a joke about not really the lightning. It wasn't aimed at the lightning, because I, I I'm a lawyer. Well, I know I know how to I know how to word my shit correctly. One, it was about the Rays because if I could trash on the like I've been I've been pretty good with not trashing the Rays, but when they did not show up for their playoff game, when the people did not show up. That was it. I stopped defending them now. Send them to Nashville. Send them to Montreal. Send them to Utah. I don't care because that place Salt is not Lake City Rays has kind of like a a vibe to it. Yeah, kind of like the Utah Jazz, where it's just like it doesn't make sense, but it kind of makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So and you can make the whole thing is like that's our mascot, Salty. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and um, and man, people just got angry and. And it was fun. I was I was like, man, this is great. I control people with this account too. Uh, I don't have to be. I can be semi serious at the at the same time. Then I was able to 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 torch the magic as well. Uh, that was fun mm. to do. Mm. And so, uh, being the trolls and seeing the team finally get to this point where they're so good that people hate them is awesome. We've posed this question before. Do you want your team to be likable or hate hateable? And I also posted it with my Marlins stuff. I'm like, man, I would love for people to hate the Marlins. Not from a Charles uh, regrets or 
uh, hates the fact they lost. That uh, that was the one that got away. That was your 2011 Miami Heat moment, right? Uh, yeah, before that, that, that you know, there's no like, oh. line. Of, actually, I wouldn't even say 2011 Miami Heat. That is um, because Dallas was sneaky good. That is the uh, what we call them. Yeah, my cord here. That was uh, Lakers uh, Pistons. Maybe, but then you realize that team was pretty stacked in in hindsight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So regardless, uh, seeing the Panthers this good is has been great, and I'm very happy for everybody that's endured all of the shit too that fans have gone through, ownership has gone through, organization has gone through, players have gone through. We've had players who've left Sunrise and gone to other cities. Like man, this is first time I've ever played in front of a bunch of people before, and and have. You know, shit talked three, you know, in a subtle way, but you know what they mean behind this franchise's back. And so uh, people remember that. People remember that. And people will come back at you with the same heat or and even more when we finally get our opportunity to do so. And this has been pent up for about a decade now where fans can finally do this. And it's justified. We actually have. Uh, we can actually back it up at this point. Now, winning the Stanley Cup would definitely really help with that. But for right now, we've got a lot of time to enjoy this because it may not come uh, again for a while. I'm like, hey, they're going to send them out to Europe next season. NHL announced more uh, games out in Europe. The Panthers will be playing the Dallas Stars in Finland. So, you know, they'll get a nice Terretuloa from everybody out there uh, i think barkov will play in his in his home arena uh, at that time he's been but they, they played finland games before and i'm uh, just hoping they get that outdoor game that would be really fun to see an outdoor game in miami and everybody keeps saying it's not possible i'm just it's possible i, I know it's they can do it go for other skates instead of something else you know lone depot park oh close the roof totally lone depot Sorry. park close the roof just just it doesn't have to be open right if it's it, look i mean yesterday was what 50 50 degrees out here in, in miami just play it at night and we're good to go and uh but it's it's been a night and a long time coming and i'm glad that it's happened as far as the rest of the nhl i mean let's see we're at 27 minutes and we started the show late but uh the boston bruins and the panthers the panthers have finally caught up to boston they have the longest road winning streak right now in the nhl 11 games in a row on the road. They could tie the record with another win. Uh, after this, uh, they've separated themselves from the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are sitting firmly at third place there in the Atlantic Division. And then you've got the uh, Metro Division. The New York Rangers are also one of the top-tier teams in the Eastern Conference. They're running pretty good on all cylinders there. They won their, their outdoor game against the Islanders in overtime. And... Um, and they came back too. They were down like four to one at one mm-hmm. point. They or four nothing, I think. And then they came back to beat the Isles. I don't know if you saw the the way the players came into the the arena, Charles, or the stadium. Uh, Which ones? Uh, the outdoor games that they just played at MetLife. So no, I saw everybody dressed as Jeremy Jagger. Well, that was the Pittsburgh Penguins. So yeah, it, that's, that's another that's thing I'd mention too. Uh, but uh, the New Jersey Devils came in. With tracksuits a la Sopranos. Okay, fitting. Uh, yeah, the Philadelphia Flyers went in um, 
sweatpants, the uh, ski ski uh, cap, and the sweat uh, sweat shirt, like Rocky, basically. Yep, yep, yep. I saw that. I saw that. Which is which? Hold on. That's more movies. personality. Yeah. One of my favorite movies. Um, probably number six. I, I always have to restructure it. We've movies. never really done a movie tier list either, or like our favorite um, movies either. Maybe because I'm I'm a I'm uncultured swine here, but yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we, we have plenty of time with it. Um, we could definitely do that to a small degree. Goose 2.0 will rectify Yeah, that. yeah. We we, we, uh, we rectify everything. But, you know, that, that's where we talk about the appeal because you won't see that camaraderie and teammanship in a lot of sports. Just saying. True. Just saying. Yeah, football is kind of hard to get 53 guys on the same page. Yeah. The New York Rangers went in as – I think they went – how did the New York Rangers go? Oh, they went in. And theirs was kind of eh. They, they were wearing uh, NYPD and, and FDNY uh, shirts and hats or whatever like that. I mean, you're, you're kind of stuck calling it eh because you know that's like a, a typical go-to. Yeah, yeah. It, but... It's the safest bet. Yeah, it's the safest bet. classic for yeah. any like New York team. They're in Manhattan. They're the only team that's in Manhattan of all those. Yeah, they're not going to dress up as Ghostbusters, bud. Yeah, that, I mean, that would have been sick. Uh, and they you would you, think, right? You would think yeah, because they should, because they have, they have literally a stick. Yeah, and you could do that, but what do we know? And um, the New York Islanders are boring. They just went in their normal suits and ties and stuff. So, uh, not not really an homage, but they. I mean, I don't know an homage to anything. They they actually literally play next to the Belmont Stakes, so they could have gone in jockey gear, which would have been pretty funny to see. But funny. but unfortunately, they didn't. So that's what happened. But. New York Rangers are up there. The Carolina Hurricanes are there. Bunch of jerks. They are. They're there. They're playing good hockey. They've. They've kind of just. Whether they can actually make the jump depends. Trade deadline's coming up, so we'll see if they can get a piece that'll put them over the top to go ahead of the Rangers. But they're not a bad team, that's for sure. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers have hung around in third place. There, they're. they're Surprising pretty much everybody, but they're under John Tortorella, and Torts is always a fun, fun coach to have. And we he's certainly not the Doc Rivers of the gang. No, he's not. We love Torts here. We love Torts. So, uh, and then finally, the last two spots, Lightning have rectified a lot of stuff. Kucherov is scoring a bunch of points and a boatload of points. Vasilevsky's eh this season, not really, but, but relatively speaking, eh for him is is above average for everybody else and the Detroit Red Wings. So Steve Eiserman's plan might actually come to fruition. He might actually get them into the playoffs for the first time in a long time and copy what he did with the lightning. And so there you go. And then finally, like the devils who are trying to get back into the swing of things, they started I mean, off. They haven't bad. been in the Island of relevancy from as long as I've been on the show, they kind of been on the quiet. Well, last season they were, they won like a hundred, they had a hundred points and, and they were up there. They, I mean, they were. Did they get eliminated legitimate. in the first round. Yeah, yeah. So, but regardless, they they still have uh, great pieces. They got the Hughes Bros. And I mean, I, I kind of want to pick at that scab a little bit, bud. Like getting into the playoffs, doing well, but only getting like bounce out in the first round. What does it accomplish? You know, but that, I, I think you. you you have to look at it from the perspective of this is they're like like the Baltimore Orioles, that okay. type of like hey we got these young guys we got this team that's that's up and coming and then they make the jump right and they still got bounced that's what happened to the Orioles they got swept but yep. it was still like 
oh, this is the beginning of something good. And but so far it's kind of like a sophomore slump type of thing right now with them. Which is probably gonna happen to Baltimore. Just call him that shot right now. I got a skinny legged uh, John Carlos Stanton. I'm training. saying, I don't, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't care. Really? You guys want to hold on to one season, please. New York Islanders. After that, they're injured. There's just nothing going really. The Washington Capitals are old. They finally yeah. they they're old. They're an old team. Alex Ovechkin's old finally. He's he's an old man. He's thirty-seven year old like Russian. Like what do you guys expect? He's 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 out of he's not scoring at a he's scoring at such a low pace, such a low shooting percentage, that people are like he's not gonna catch Gretzky now. And he's not that far away, but he's like sixty-two goals away, and that and average of six hundred goals. Speaking of Gretzky, yeah. So like he's or six hundred assists. I'm sorry. So, yeah, Ovechkin's at a point where he, um, uh, we'll see, we'll see. But he, that or the Capitals will hang on to him because they're going to build a new arena uh, and mm-hmm. they're going to hang on to him until he retires finally and then they'll open up the new arena with him, I don't know, raising his number to the rafters, right? That seems like well, the plan right now. I mean, get he to- was always... Hang he was on. always the big name. He went to the casuals and that what they got it in 2020 for their Stanley Cup 2018. What really? Damn. Mm-hmm. It went by quickly. A long time. Six years. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Old so, right there, bud. Another team that's old, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. They have the worst power play. They honored Yaromir Yager. They finally retired his number, even though he's still technically not retired because he still plays for his own team that he owns in the Czech Republic. But uh, they finally retired his number. It was great. He did a lot for the Florida Panthers down here too. And they honored him by only scoring one goal in their game. Um, So uh, they still have an awful power play and the team is old. And I think rational Penguins fans are probably looking at it like, you know, we have to rebuild. Well, and it's both Crosby and Malkin that are old. They're both in their mid thirties, right? I don't know if Malkin's still on that team. Yeah, Malkin and Crosby, those guys. But I can't see Sidney Crosby in another uniform. I can see Malkin. I can see him going away. But he, he's a defensive player. It right? feels like the Capitals and no, no, Malkin's not. He's a Ford. No, um, but, he's a Ford. Okay. But uh, the, the the defenseman is Latang. That's their other one. But. I don't know what the Penguins are gonna do. I think they're gonna. I think they're trying to be like Boston, where they can just rebuild on the fly, but it hasn't worked. And mm. they might end up being like Detroit, where they hung on to the the glory days for way too long, and uh, it took a long time for the Red Wings to get to even this point because they were in shambles. Their farm system was awful, and they just hung on to the old dudes until they retired and. You know, it's nice for, hey, the ceremonies and the goodbyes, but you as a Yankee fan know sometimes uh, you might be, it might be a little too long in the tooth for some time, you know? It's hard. It's hard to, you know, you can get lucky. So everybody's trying to say, oh, maybe we can get our, our guy that brings us into the next era, but sometimes that doesn't happen. Uh, the Sabres have disappointed everybody this season. People thought they'd be in the playoff spot. Uh, they, nope. The Montreal's where they should be. I think. All right. Some actual incremental improvements there. The auto senators are not where people thought they would be either. They're in the same boat as Buffalo. 
And then the Columbus Blue Jackets are where everybody thinks they should be, which is awful. Uh, but you got your Dallas Stars. That is another team that is very dangerous. And maybe this is the year where they finally get over the hump as well. They're kind of like the Carolina Hurricanes in that sense. Uh, you got your Avs, who are always dangerous. Your, your perennial uh, team that's always in the hunt. The Winnipeg Jets, who are doing it on the backs of their defense and their goaltending. They have the best goaltending tandem in the NHL right now. So, and you have the Vancouver Canucks who have not faltered yet. They are the, they have the most points in the league. People thought that they would have petered out and gotten back down to earth, but they still haven't. But I fear, Charles, the Vancouver yeah. Canucks will, because right now the metrics are showing that they've got a lot of, uh, a lot of the luck-based stats are pretty high right now and you know what happens with luck man when it's good it's good but when it's bad it's bad and that thing evens out eventually and my fear yeah. is that the Canucks will even out at probably like the worst time because they have a insanely high shooting percentage as well so which is not sustainable like that might hit in April where they come back down to earth especially during playoff hockey the Golden Knights are 10 points behind them but it's still a defending champion. Um, they've got some issues. Jack Eichel's injured every once in a while. But they've got Aiden Hill, who has shown that, yeah, yeah, he's a Stanley Cup winning goaltender, and he's actually really good. And that sucks for the Panthers because they should have beaten them last season if they were healthy. Uh, Edmonton Oilers. We talked about them past Charles. Everybody was laughing at them. Nobody's laughing anymore. Uh, that is a uh, offensive juggernaut. Still always some questions with defensive goaltending but they've righted a lot of the ship now and if they get hot at the right time they're dangerous because they got they got the horses to do it la kings have, have petered out they're kind of middling there at 64 points uh they're winning three straight right now so maybe they're finally riding the ship but they should be firmly here in one of these spots anyways then the st louis blues they fired their coach and uh it's worked out a little bit for them, but the Nashville Predators, eh, they're under Andrew Burnett now, and, and it's 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 going all right. And the Minnesota Wild are also, they've got old goaltenders, and their goaltending is pretty bad. You're playing with them right now, right? Or no? Uh, I had the Winnipeg Jets, oh, and sorry. the goaltender was goddamn trash on the uh, on the six, on the offense rush, yeah. so I lost the game 4-3. to three. Like, I found offense, but it was hard. Seattle Kraken are very they swing from one way to the other they they can be really hot or really cold there's no real consistency there so they're middling as well with 57 points they they might get another hot streak maybe and that could save their season but but so far it's it's one way or the other that are really bad or really good Panthers uh, up 1-0 to Ottawa yep still and uh, Calgary Flames that team is selling already. They are already selling. They're, they are selling at the deadline. They are whatever is going on there is not working. They need to redo what's happening right now. Jonathan Huberdeau has been unfortunately very disappointing. They don't know how to use him, and he doesn't work outside of Florida system apparently. So um, it's not working. He out needs to hear Mackenzie Wigar is a good defenseman, 
but they're not going to trade them because it's hard to find those guys. But everybody else is, I mean, you, you got to sell. You really do have to sell in Calgary and just figure out and start over. Uh, Arizona Coyotes are, you know, they're there. They're not good. They were at a, a small part of the season where they were like, oh, they're surprisingly doing all right. But then, um, you know, make incremental growths. But the huge question, of course, is whether they're going to stay there or not. And then the Anaheim Ducks, a lot of injuries to their stars. It just got nothing going. It's, it is what it is. The San Jose Sharks are awful, but not as not. They're not on a record pace to be the worst team ever. And the Chicago Blackhawks are also awful and injured at the same time. So nothing helps. Even Connor Bedard has been out uh, for a few games now, and he's come back. And uh, but it's still uh, you don't want to you don't want to ruin the golden boy just yet right got to be real careful with them this season's not the season so it's connor the baby yeah yeah just uh keep him away from cory perry okay so yeah and cory perry's in edmonton by the way <laughs> so there he goes. yeah he found he found a he found a job i don't know how hot connor mcdavid's mom is but <laughs> so there you go that was the rundown of the nhl charles it's 42 minutes here we're at and uh, NBA, we can talk that, right? Yeah, let's do the gaming. Uh, well, on. actually, wait one second. I do want to say a little bit about baseball. Spring training started. You guys, uh, Ooh, can we talk about the hats? We could talk about hats, I guess. I mean, yeah, well, say what you gotta say about spring break because I I got the email to the hats were available. Yeah, yeah, we got the hats and stuff that just came out uh, for uh, the spring training ones and the batting practice ones for the season. Uh, I think each team has a, a set there. And um, for me, uh, I, I liked, I'm going to go on New Era's website real quick because they have like a little backstory to every single one of them with the inspiration and everything like that. But um, you know, just some cool designs here. John um, uh, Carlos Stanton's skinny now. Like little twig. Guys ruined him, by the way. I don't, I don't like it. Well, you know. He wants to be more than just a DH. And who am I to tell that boo-boo mm. not to live his life? My problem is that if he gets hurt, then what were we doing here? What was all for? What oh. was the sacrifice? You know? Yeah. It's like an addict trying not to get another hit, and then you realize that's part of you. You know, Giancarlo, if I may, is the most physically gifted baseball player that has been seen in the entirety of baseball. Mm. Y'all can keep your Babe Ruth figures. Y'all can keep your... Vladimir Guerrero Jr. figures. Y'all can keep your um, David Wells kind of figures. I see that man, mm. and I'm like, hubba hubba. And I'm a pretty straight male, but I know when there is someone who is well enough for me to kind of contemplate my existence of how to be better and how to look good and at least like not eat cosmic brownies like I did today or not eat like also mini Reese's Puff cereals like today. I'm sure he does too, but you're talking about perfection. You can speak to this because you had him when he was with yeah. the Marlins and now I get this it's not even the Giancarlo it's just Carl Stanton <laughs> and I'm gonna call him Carl Stanton for every bit of the season if he's not doing well because look what they took away from you <laughs> and, and I sent you that thing from Twitter but he's not they're not dingers but they're good shots and what cracks me up is people say oh, okay he lost weight for his health I'm like sure like, I didn't really feel it but sure and him being that buff because it's not fat 
it's not fat, man. It wasn't like a, oh, hey, you got to get on the Pat Riley diet because you're too heavy. Three-week regimen of just fruits and vegetables. It was all that muscle, like ri ridiculous amount of muscle. Muscle that has – he was a bodybuilder in, yeah. a, in a baseball player's uh, uniform. And it doesn't explain why his like batting average is 193. Just saying, correlation is not causation. Missing games is one thing, but he really wants – 500 it's not unfeasible for the position that he plays and the capacity he can hit he doesn't strike me as a guy who's ever gonna lose power out of nowhere like that i did the math with you he has to hit about 22 home runs for six years which i think the remainder of his contract is seven and if albert pujos at 41 can have a fantastic season hitting like what 19 homers is what pujos had at the very end mm. yeah it's all feasible. Yeah, he got on a nice bit of a tear just to get to 700 there. And, and the thing is that Giancarlo, I hate to say this, he's never going to be Hall of Fame. So that's why 500 makes no sense to me. Even if he got to the 500, he's never going to be Hall of Fame. I think he would, to be honest. Well, one, well, this is a good debate. People right? look at him like, oh, this is the first legit 500 that's not tainted by steroids, you know what I mean? I think missing all those games hurt, though, because... Well, I think you make the argument that he still hit 500 even after missing exactly. all Exactly. But one, I think the MVP saves it so much on that. But those batting averages, you really... Because at the end of the day, his overall average as a player is like 258. Yeah, and the way bit. he hits, the most I might hope for is for season 230. So let's call it 240 a draw. Like, well, what do you want the Hall of Fame to be? It's one yeah. thing. I don't know. It's one thing where we're getting and accepting that now that pitchers who are going to hit Hall of Fame are no longer going to be sub three three ERA. They're going to be three ERA and over, I would feel. Like that's what Sabathia and Hernandez are coming into, right? Mm. But look. You know, you know how I feel about the man. We did actually a deep dive analytics on how he um, contributed more than Judge in the playoffs. He's statistically a better playoff player than Judge was for the Yankees. And that was very eye-opening because I remember you and I were just in the chat on it. I'm like, no, 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 look, look at this man. Look at this fraud, right? And I actually, I, I legitimately have enjoyed having him on the team when he does play. He is a face of the franchise. I think he can connect people. He has a swing that is – and baseball for the kids is about the swing, right? The Ken Griffey's, the Gary Sheffield's, the Ichiro's, all that fun jazz. Um, the Jeters. He plays for that team that I want us to be villains again. I, I, I wish we were hated. It's so hard because wow. there was a period of time where we were likable and now we're forgotten. Let's see. And it's like, ugh. So, so – but you were saying about baseball. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, no, no, but uh, I was reminiscing about a. It's like he went on crack. That's how it feels like. You know, this beautiful goddess is just now on crack because yeah. he lost all the weight. He has got twig legs. Follow JD Addison, whatever his name is, on Twitter. It was just hurting my heart. So we've got these hats. <laughs> so, mm. um, you know, it's all about revisiting the past. They all have some sort of connection, I guess, to a past player. Or team or just era, so I guess they're showing the Diamondbacks are Luis Gonzalez, right? So that makes sense. The Atlanta Braves is, um, I guess, this current era because they're showing like Austin Riley there. So yeah, I mean, which is kind of weird that the Braves would just do a current guy with like all of their history. 
Right? Well, I mean, Chipper didn't help himself by being kind of... Yeah, know, but you would think... Really, Chipper. Like, you, you would think they'd be like, oh, Andrew Jones, just to help with that that narrative to try and get him into the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? You know, like, let's, let's push some agendas here, folks, if you're going to do this, right? But... Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, go for the safe bet like Glavin or something. Yeah, well, yeah, one of those those big three pitchers, right? Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, any of those guys you could have done. Uh, so uh, Baltimore went with who was this guy? What they go with? They went with uh, nobody. <laughs> I guess I mean, I don't who, who, Andrew I'm Jones. Sure. That's what you got, right? I, well, I mean, Baltimore Orioles. They had some guys, man. Sheesh, uh, the the '90s Orioles had some guys. Now, Brady Anderson hit like 50 home runs one season. You could have just done an homage to that, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. They just didn't pick anybody. That's. That's strange. I mean, they're middle of an ownership transition, but sure. Uh, the Boston Red Sox went with Jim Rice. Ugh. So uh, he made the Hall of Fame. Uh, Cubs went with, uh, I guess, nobody either. Interesting. Well, they don't want to. They don't want to acknowledge Sammy, I guess. Yeah, the one guy you could have acknowledged. They they have not. Like Sammy says, has a bet back to Wrigley Field since he retired. So. Um, I guess that could have been a way to, you know, fix Men's that bridge, defenses. but uh, unfortunately they didn't. The White Sox also did not either, but the White well, who Sox do they didn't... really have? Paul Konerko? Yeah, probably. And I'm being facetious when I say it. Yeah. <laughs> Jermaine Dye, um, AJ Pruszynski. That's the problem. We actually named you three legitimate star players that the White Sox could affiliate with, who else and we team? don't care about them. It, it really would. I That's mean, Mark right. Burley. Mark Bur- Freddy Garcia, did he play for them? I, I think he did. I think so. Uh, the Reds. Who do the Reds pick? Johnny so. Bench. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's they a go-to right there. Right. There you go. Uh, Johnny Bench. The uh, Cleveland did nobody because they can't. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the name. Like, maybe because they used to be the Indians. But, I mean, you had, you know, Manny and... Jim Tomei and Omar Vizquel and a um, like, bunch of guys. A bunch of guys you could have picked there. Yeah, pitchers. You were dominant. Colorado did nobody either? Well, they got nobody. They, they could have done Todd Helton. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, he made, look, look at that. Look at that fraudulent Hall of Fame. You're not even honoring him. With that, that you didn't believe in your own guy. There you go. Detroit Tigers went with Alan Trammell. Okay, that, that works. 80s uh, Hall of Fame as well. So won a World Series with them. The last World Series they ever won. Uh, Astros went with Jeff Bagwell. Fine. I never had beef with a bag. I never had beef with a bag. Yeah. Add elite numbers uh, from that perspective. The Royals did nobody either. I mean, collectively speaking, no, that wasn't on that World Series team. I mean, yeah, anybody. Yeah, anybody from that 2015 team. If you want to go the 80s as well. Yeah, you can't go Eric Default. Exactly. Uh, Angels went with what they go with. Uh, many I kind of go to the decades. Uh, let's see, they they didn't really name a player. They have this guy. Is this? Uh, I think Vladdy Guerrero, man. Right? They didn't really name a guy, or yeah, they didn't. Mm-hmm. They have a guy's photo there, but I'm, I forgot who that is. Twenty. Who is uh, Troy Gloss? Yeah, he played for yeah. them, right? Yeah, uh, and 2004 was 20 years ago. So that's why I'm like, yeah. What they got 2002, I'm 2002, sorry. yeah, but 22 so. years ago, so you could not put any of that team, yeah, 
Yeah, I guess I guess some teams didn't name actual guys, but it just showed photos of them. They're like, oh, our entire history is really rich. We can't just pick one guy to honor here. So, I mean, the, I think they have like S Steve Garvey here for the Dodgers, which is okay, fine. Um, from that like 70s, 80s era of Dodgers, I guess that works, right? Um, but okay, for sure. Oh, you know, we couldn't pick one guy. The Red Sox picked the guy. I'm not. I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, let's see. I would assume the Brewers are like nobody. They didn't really name a guy. They have Robin Yount, but they don't actually name a guy. I mean, for me, all all you can get me on for the Brewers would be Prince Fielder, right? If they're recent history, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know enough about the Brewers. Christian Yelich is like the next guy, right? Well, he did get MVP, but you know. Yeah. Uh, I guess some of these teams are naming like like the 91 team itself, not just yeah. any. So like the Minnesota Twins yeah, well, are saying, oh, this is uh, the, honoring the 91 team. batting practice. So wouldn't you want to put the most decorated hitter? Yeah. Whether it be homers, sure. RBIs, or batting average. Hits through the season, not even batting average. Yeah. The Mets didn't name anybody either. They're just like, oh, the 86 Mets. That's Do you think they're ever going to love Mike Piazza? I'm just saying. Hypothetically speaking. I always feel like he's that, you know, I have strong feelings. Like, yeah. Oh, I got cool. But I feel like he made them a little bit prominent. Yeah. Just saying. Yankees didn't name anybody either. We're like, we got 27 championships. And you know, well, like, but that's the thing. If you're talking about going to the past. I mean, since it, we're here, let's talk about, I mean, the Yankees have this one with like the pinstripes with the NY. Right. And they got the other one with like the black and white. May, may I? Yeah. So I was looking at the logo, but the problem is I'm too... I'm too white to hold out the flat bill. Yeah. I'm sorry, kids. I I'm sorry. That, that, that's how my head shaped it. Flex and I and I need the flex one. I need the duck bill. But I was looking at the 3930 stretch fit. Mm. And my thing is, I don't know my hat size anymore. So that's why I go with small, medium, larges because it, it's too in between. I, I might dive in deep. $36 is nothing. I'm mm. sorry. I just, it, it's, you know, I'm not even saying that facetiously. It is for something for other people. I don't even wear hats that much, but. I, I was literally telling you last week about the collection of hats I have. I have more Yankee hats I'd like to do. I have not seen a hat this sexy for that team mm. because I love the Yankees. Boring as fuck. Seven. Boring as fuck. Eight. When it comes to some of these hats, because it's it's your typical prototypical stuff. And I have yeah. one faithful. My the NY and whites or the NY Navy or whatever. That's it. Yeah. Well, NY Navy is always my favorite. What short round hat in Indiana Jones? That's what I got, man. I'm looking at this right now. I got the 2009 World Series one. I got a black and white. Um, I got an, another one that's in hiding. I wanted the one that had the top hat, the Yankee Doodle hat with the bat. Yeah. But I, I can't pull off the flat bill, man. <laughs> and it's only because I'm too white, too tiny. I, I my my pants are at my waist. I'm from New York, but you know I can't wear it that way. Um, I gotta make do. I also want to look good in it, man. You understand? You're an accessorizer. You're an True. accessorizer, sir. I've seen your gym workouts, ladies. Yes, <laughs> um, you know you you got the right kind of like knee highs. You got the bandanas. You got the right, you're Mister Hat, man. And for me, and you know me for eight years, essentially. We both know what kind of hat I'm gonna have. So. I was looking hardcore because mm. the regular season hats, I went on a deep dive. When you sent me that, I don't think you understand the obsession that came into me. I think you knew, but I don't think you understand. I went through nine pages of Yankee hats. I was sending you guys some links into it, so I might just pull that trigger, and I might just mm. pick that some up. Nine. 
because it was sexy to me. That's just me. And I know you would encourage me to do it because you have a plethora of hats. Yeah, yeah. I I, I have to control myself when I look at these things because the Marlins batting practice one, might have to get it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, like, and here's the thing. We've looked at other batting practice ones. I have not had one. And batting practice is, like, innocuous, but this yeah. speaks to me. This speaks to you. Let me see the Marlins real quick because I, I only saw them, like, briefing because I know the color coordination. Yeah, the Marlins is uh, print striped teal. It's white, but it's got the solo Marlins logo, which I think is the best logo that they've got right now. I don't like it with the M. I don't like it with wrapped yeah. around. I think it's too clunky. I don't think the M is like the font style of it is that enticing. It just kind of yeah, looks no, very. I, I, that's that's kind of hot, man. And it goes with anything. Yeah. And it's pinstripe. It's teal. It's the color scheme. They probably should. Like I was like, I don't care if they bring back the logo itself. I just want the color scheme back. And they honor Jeff Conan with this one. It's like Jeff Conan, and he's got the two champions, like the 97 team and Jeff Conan, he's the only one that was on both teams. Uh, so so it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. I'm like, okay, this this looks like this. I've been kind of peddling this on my own account for a while now. I think the blue uniforms are fine. I actually like them too. But, you know, you got you to gotta do what your real identity is for. You know what I mean? What people actually will go out and be like, oh, yeah, that's the Marlins. Like, they're the only team that can pull that off. Uh, A's didn't go with anybody either, but they're moving out of Oakland. So it's so weird it's because when you're talking about their past, they have some of the best hitters out there. I think people forget Mark McGuire was actually on that team. Seiko. 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 Giambi. Yeah, Giambi. You had all those guys, and they're like, oh. You had legitimate is- batting practice guys. Ricky Henderson. I mean, they got all these guys, and they're like, oh, we're, we're celebrating the 90s. Like first off, they didn't make the playoffs in the '90s, except for like 1990, and then that was when they broke up the entire team. Actually, so it's like if anything, it's it, and it really is honoring their current era of just like we're not spending money anymore. So, uh, the yeah. Phillies is honoring the Philly fanatic. Sure, uh, they've got the Philly fanatic on the hat now. So that's I, he is the most it's famous cute. Philly. Yeah. So you know, I think it's the way I'm actually really okay with it, to be honest. <laughs> well, it's your mascot. It's your logo that really kind of builds into it. It gets some identity. And plus, it's fun. These are batting practice hats. It's the equivalent of, like, NFL, like, draft hats, which some of them are actually sexier than regular hats. I look at the Titans ones. You have no idea, dog. But um, but still, I like the Pirates one. The Pirates one right is now. really good. It's like their 70s yeah. homage as yeah, well. I'm, I'm I mean. It's got the stars on them. I, I mean, honestly, they should probably just wear these, to be honest. There's a guy at my gym who has, like, every MLB hat known to mankind, and I kind of want to be his buddy, but it's I don't want to break that. But he was wearing a Diamondbacks hat the other day, a Rays hat, mm. a Baltimore's hat, a Yankees hat, and, of course, like, the one time I was wearing a Yankees shirt, and I don't go talk to him. I mean, but hat, hats bond. You know, yeah. sports fanatics, men or women, are just like that. We see something, we don't tell them. Padres are ugly. What the hell is that? Yeah, I don't know why they, this this shade of white is kind of weird. Um, it, it's it's the black is too into the white. It needs to be brown. further out. Remember that, or is that brown? Yeah, it's brown. Ooh. Ooh, Remember no. that's their color scheme. It's brown and yellow. Yeah, that's right. The friar is here, and not honoring. I mean, not honoring anybody. Tony Gwynn's dead. Um, yeah, the only player that I kind of wish is still alive. <laughs> so, uh, the Giants, Will Clark, they actually chose somebody. They, okay. It's their 80s style. Just couldn't logo. pick that particular man, right? I mean... The guy who would make you honestly, and me an they, Andrew. They've brought him back. He's always around. 
He yeah. lives around there too, so they have no shame in it. But uh, the Mariners, they're just like, oh, the '80s and mixed with the '90s colors, and obviously there's only one player they can really honor. It's Ken Griffey Jr., but they're not really showing him. They, like, I don't know whose body this is, but but they're not really honoring a specific player. Well, that's the, well, the hard part of that all is because some of the men that they've had, you know, have had some certain accusations, and Ichiro had only retired so recently. No A-Rod. <laughs> no A-Rod. So right. no A-Rod, no Griffey, no Ichiro. Three of arguably the best hitters. Edgar Martinez, the they could have had. He's, he's all of them as well. But... Isn't that like... kind of crazy, though? You had three arguably some of the best pure hitters, steroids or not. Sorry, Andrew. And you're not going to pick any of them? Cardinals went also like, hey, we're lots of history. We can't just pick one guy with 40s, like 1940s yeah. Cardinals. So. I do like the color scheme, yeah. but I think it's because they have a very basic color scheme, like that yeah. dark blue. Yeah, this is a darker blue than what they normally use, which actually looks pretty good on them. It's kind of okay. like the blue that the Yankees use. Um, and I think I've I think I've gotten my brother-in-law a hat, like a retro Cardinals hat of that same color. So I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, that looks pretty cool. So if I ever did give him another hat, it would probably be that. Uh, the Rays went with Fred McGriff. Yeah. They went with the Tampa Bay logo that they had back then with um, mm -hmm. their current navy blue color scheme. Did Andrew hate actually, it? I don't remember. He actually liked it, and I actually like it too. I think he, if he's going to buy a hat, that's probably it. I like the other yeah. one with the Ray fully like coming at you. Um, mm -hmm. That's very you know gradient heavy with the yellows and the greens and the purples. But, but this one's all right too, so... If anything, they probably oh. should just switch to that, to be honest. Well, you know, there's always next year, right? The Rangers surprised me. me They're this. honoring Rafael Palmero. Really? Yeah. The man that MLB doesn't miss at all. Like, this is the one guy that got caught in 4K <laughs> taking steroids after being in front of Congress saying he didn't take his damn thing. So, uh, yeah, Rafael Palmero. They, they're like, yep, screw it. We won the World Series. We can talk about anybody. We do what we want, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that T looks very 1980s. So it is, funny. yeah. I mean, that's when he started. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. It's very funny. I mean, like, I remember Palmero on the back end when he was with Baltimore. And I – how do I want to say 500 this? 500 home run club, 3,000 hit club. The most – and all we remember him is him just going to Congress and say, yeah, I did it. And everybody looked at him like snitches get snitches. And then get, and yeah, and then he got, he got caught – and he like immediately retired. <laughs> yep, and it's just interesting. Like I don't think he's unlikable, but out of the entire Brian McNamee steroid investigation allegation, he was the least resistant towards it. You know, it, it's like yeah. you could have done the OJ's equivalent, of like yeah, I did it, and if I did, this is how I do it. But Palmer was like, yeah, it's whatever, <laughs> and no one had fun with it. Yeah, and uh, the Blue Jays went with Joe Carter. Or like, yeah, oh no, actually, well, they show Joe Carter, but they're like, oh, the 90s, 93 team. I'm like, okay. Well, that, that powder blue is sexy. Yeah, it is. That is. They, they, they're one of the, a lot of teams actually can pull off that look and they're one of them. So, um, makes sense. They're birds, the Blue Jays. And then the, the Nationals are like 2005. That's when they moved yeah. to see. They've got one World Series. They can't just be like. So it's uh, got to be what, Zimmerman? <laughs> yeah, Zimmerman, basically. Just him or. And Max Scherzer, but he's still playing, right? Um, well, not, you know, yeah, he's still playing. He jumped around a little bit. Juan Soto, you had for and a then, couple Yeah, of like Steven Strasburg, but then, like, they got into a fight with him. So, 
that's not gonna work out because they don't want to pay him even though he's retired and he's still got guaranteed money so yeah that's it those are the teams that's baseball uh we actually went over the time that we have. we'll talk about basketball after the break so uh word from our non-sponsors people and things and places and concepts that we've been enjoying over the last week i started last week charles so why, why don't you why don't you go Sure. Um, so I had to really think about it because I was like, am I going to pick food again? I picked Publix. Food has kind of been a thing because I've been in a gaming funk. But you know True. what? I've been felt. I've been selfish. Sometimes, put this on pause, sometimes I only acknowledge the great or the excellent when I realize it's okay to acknowledge the good. And the only game that has kept me like propelled to even play games mm. at all has been the current one I'm playing now, NHL 24. So my non-sponsor this week is NHL 24. And Andrew would probably like yell at me because you guys remember the big debate of, <laughs> you know, like I just want to get 23. He's like, why would you get it? I'm like, well, I haven't played a hockey game in like 15 years, 12 years, and I want to be more invested. But with this one, and I have nothing to compare it to, which is kind of liberating because it's not like the same thing if I was doing Madden. And you'll never hear me like sponsor a Madden unless it's excellent because I know what I'm getting here. But for me, being a, a new hockey savant, I, I, I think it looks good. The mechanics are fine. I think sometimes the, the shooting with the stick is kind of cheap, and I, I, I the idea of how I'm playing with a hockey stick, I want to use the analog stick to go from there. Uh, graphics look good. The gameplay is fine. I kind of wish it was similar to some of the old ways where I can switch into goalie mode and then regular players, but mm. hey, I can't control it. Um, I've done the 1v1s to kind of learn my own shooting. I've done the 3v3s. I think it has in, in a actual longevity of a lifespan to be played. I think it's a perfect um, gameplay during the show. I've enjoyed it. it. It doesn't offer anything new to me, right? Because it's all new to me. So, you know, but it's not going to be anything different that you might compare. You got it for free. So that makes me go from there. It's a solid seven. Yeah. And seven is good enough for me because it's a hockey game. It's a sports game, guys. It's a multiplayer. I am never going to play against anybody. I'm telling you, I would get my ass handed to me, nine, ten, mm -hmm. um, completely. But what I would do is take on the 1v1s. I would take on the 3v3 circuits. I would probably do World Shell if I want to be trying. I would create probably a dynasty at some point. It has a lot of longevity for what I got for free, but, you know, because I use gift cards, but it's a majority one of the things I'm actually going to highlight is I think it has some of the best darn um, audio play-by-play -play in any sports games I've gone on. Like, it trumps Madden. It's right up there with NBA 2K, which I got for free when I got um, 2022 for free from, like, um, hmm. PlayStation because I gave it free. So it's good. I haven't touched it because that was the problem. I was so into deep with ba basketball. was the whole point, right? Like, you're just doing... Like with Madden and like with NBA and, and like I have my big group of Madden guys, so it's like five of us, so we can only get together. That's how we coalesce and we play out, we hang out when we're all in different states or different cities. Um, and then with NBA, just me and my buddy Tony. But once I start just doing my own draft franchises, random people, I don't need to know teams like that. So I don't have like a team loyalty that just gets me back there. But controls are smoothish to a degree. Commentary is fun. I have been in a funk for gaming for a while. It's the reason why I bought Helldivers, and we'll talk about that maybe in part two, because yep. I have all these single players. I kind of want to play the single players, but Alan Wake 2 just let me bone dry. <laughs> and then two in, a good way. Super Mario, in a good way. And Super Mario RPG kind of capped off, because when you have the most convoluted narrative of a game or gameplay, then I go and play the thing that's probably the most simplest narrative, because Super Mario RPG is very simple. Yeah, like, there's something complicated about it. Enjoyable. Um, 
but I, I've been in that funk, man. So this is the only thing that's what we've been going through the shows. I didn't want to touch WWE because there's just too much wrestling right now. And it gets like that during WrestleMania. I've been yeah. through this. Yeah, so, yeah, the personal viewpoint of it from the Royal Rumble standpoint as well. So. Yeah. But I would recommend for anybody who has skipped a couple of years, I can't compare it to a couple of years. So that's not going to be fair. But for anybody who's looking to get into it, because right now you can get for like 30 bucks. Because right now, as my playoffs can start, they're going to drop to like $20. I think it's worth the investment. I think it actually, it's better than Madden because Madden's broken. But I only play, here's the thing. I only play Madden in my online franchise. That's a fantasy draft. It doesn't even have like real teams, real players on the same team. You know what I yeah, mean? So that's too. why, yeah, that, that's all I only play with the boys so if i'm playing the computer it's still in that franchise but um but for this game alone i think it's a good entry for anybody who's learning about hockey i think the commentary is very good they, they have a good mix of it. i think it has a, a dearth of gameplay varieties i'm still learning the cusp of it we went past the rookie mode because it was too easy to shoot so it helps me learn into it and and incentivize into it so um instead of food i'm doing this i'm doing um hockey and you know i watch shorzy and i always kind of feel that always kind of helps me love some of the hockey stuff including with letter kidding which i got to finish up the final season but nhl 24 i think it's a good time you know hopefully um ea with their presentation you can speak to it because you play the game you have the game um keeps me invested to it because aside from this the only other game that i played from them was the best hockey game that we all played was nhl 94 right and um I, I think this is a good way of kind of like getting involved with it and just having fun and if you just have a couple minutes to pill out like 20 minute games is what i'm doing i'm going to increase it a little bit but i've been able to play variety games i have 21 hours into it and that's mostly through what i bought on black friday and then from doing the show and i'll tell you now i'd be surprised if i don't break 50 because i can really see it just being the game that we do during the show because it's so simple simple so easy sometimes i need attention from it but i am enjoying it and it is a seven i can't go higher than that but seven is a good thing man like it means it's worth the money anything like that we'll talk about sixes are kind of simple but it, it, it's a seven i enjoy it nhl 24 if you're looking to get into the game into the, into the actual sport i suggest you try it out and i think you'll be pleasantly surprised i did try to play a goalie and it wasn't too hard but that is really dependent on who's taking the shot. That's all I'm saying. Um, because at that time, it, it wasn't like the most devious shooter. But if I had a, you know, McDavid on me, yeah. I'd probably be done so. So get you some, you know, promo code uh, show game. Not uh, game show, yeah. show game. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really delved into it as, as deep as I probably should. But maybe because we're in the middle of the actual season itself. And I'm actually paying attention to the real hockey. So, uh, and, and maybe I could do it as a way to kind of refresh myself on on some of the guys as well. Because, uh, you know, the players actually do, some of them actually care about their player ratings a little bit. Uh, they, they Some teams do like a segment before the season and tell them like what their rating is. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's kind of a, a fun thing to see. But uh, maybe during the actual off season of hockey, I might play that because I, I did it for baseball where, you know, I, I wasn't really playing MLB the show throughout the season, right? Then Marlins had their run a little bit there and they get eliminated. Okay, World Series happens. And then like somewhere around November, I was just like playing MLB the show as my as like my my pre-sleep game, right? So uh, I think I'll, I'll maybe do that for hockey too once we – head into april and if hopefully the panthers go all the way 
Uh, but if not, then I, I might just have to pick it up when I start missing the game, right? It's, it's a good thing to kind of keep connected to that in the off season. All right, well, um, for me, so uh, my non-sponsor is uh, Sonic Prime. Mm. So this is the Sonic the Hedgehog show that's on Netflix, exclusive to Netflix right now. And um, so the premise of this show is a little bit different than the other ones uh, for sure. It's the latest Sonic the Hedgehog animated series at this point. We had the original one, um, which was an actual narrative with freedom fighters and all that stuff. You had the Saturday morning cartoon randomness version of that show. He was voiced by Steve Urkel on both of those. Um, and then uh, Julia White. And then you had like a, like a, an, an OVA that they made in, in Japan for him. Um, then you had the Sonic Underground, which is a terrible TV show. <laughs> it was also voiced by Jaleel White. Fox Kids, right? Somewhere, like that or Kids WB, one of those. He, it was on one of those, right? And he was voicing three characters, Sonic, his brother Manic, and his sister Sonya. So if you've ever rewatched this, Charles, he, Jaleel White is trying to voice a girl. And it is awful. It is ear splitting. He is not good at it. They did not want to pay another. They did not want to pay a voice actress to voice one character. Apparently, uh, usually they. I would assume they would have like tried to voice some like a woman to voice just the women, right? But they're like, oh, Julia White can do it. So or uh, like a young kid. Yeah, yeah, or a little. Yeah, somebody. Uh, but nope, nope. So that was that. Uh, and then you had Sonic X, which was on Fox. Uh, so there was that, and then uh, the latest one before that was the Sonic Boom show. Uh, the game was terrible, but the show was all right. I actually not for the memes. Yeah, I like the I like the the show. I like season two actually of the show. They well, they kind of knew Knuckles? what they had. Was it Knuckles just a himbo? Basically? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, that's the one you always show. Uh, Compare yeah. me when I take the gym shots when I'm wearing red. So, uh, so that was uh, that was that. But it was. Uh, it was an all right TV show. Season two was better than season one, and Doctor Eggman's the best character in in the show. But this one is serious. Um, and then we've got the Knuckles show that's going to be on Paramount Plus. Uh, but this one is an uh, it, it's it's well animated. It's probably the best CG animated Sonic show at this point. Um, characters are very lively, everything like that. Uh, Sonic tries to stop Doctor Eggman from getting to these 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 crystals that kind of control space and time and sonic being who he is is a bit reckless and shadow the hedgehog's like you got like trying to stop him from doing whatever and sonic breaks this crystal and it splits time and space and he's ruined his world but he's also created different uh alternate worlds where all of his friends and his, uh, are different iterations of themselves. So he ends up in this area that's a little bit an homage to the original Sonic the Hedgehog show where Dr. Eggman's taken completely over and everybody is living under him. But it's not him. It's, it's five different versions of himself, like a baby version of himself, like a teenager version of himself and an old man version of himself. 
and they're the the egg council is what they're called and knuckles and rouge the yeah. cancel ricks basically yeah Rick basically in a sense uh and then rouge and knuckles are freedom fighters trying to you know trying to start a rebellion of some sort in, in the underground and sonic doesn't have all of his speed just yet he has to find a way to regain his speed and he finds tails but tails is a tails tails is this, this guy named nine and he's very uh uh, an emo in, in that sense and he's living on his own he doesn't have any friends but he's also still very smart and amy has been turned into a, a robot so she's been roboticized and so sonic goes from one place and he ends up in a different world where knuckles is a a pirate captain and this and that so but now i've gotten to season three they're on season three now and the show is legitimately intriguing me like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually very invested in it. And what people need to understand is you don't watch a lot of stuff. No, like no, I don't. And when you do, you do. When I do, I do. And slapping Sonic the Hedgehog on something will get me to watch. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you're watching the Knuckles show for sure. Yeah, I am. So I will do the Paramount Plus free, whatever that they're gonna do, unless they merge with somebody because I've heard rumors of that. Anyways, uh, I think the show is for Sonic fans, especially. You should watch it. I think it's legitimately well written and there is some actual intrigue and and everything like that i was watching the last episode where uh, of season two and i'm like oh no this is no way he's gonna do this and so um i i am legitimately invested in it i was left in suspense of certain parts and now i'm on season three i haven't finished it just yet but um it is uh legitimately a very nice and well uh, written show for I mean it's it's not baby in that sense where it's made for little kids I think it's it's in that nice uh, space where it's um it's just a a show made for Sonic fans and it's an alternate sort of timeline type of thing where it's like okay this thing can stand on its own and you don't have to completely know everything about Sonic to get it but does help a little bit as far as the dynamics with the characters because they don't really sit down and explain like oh shadows this and shadows and sonics this and this and that it's like you kind of need to know who the characters are from the games and stuff but it's like okay fine but from there it's just a starting point so yeah sonic prime um uh uh, promo code (sighs) chili dogs let's go with that yeah. I was expecting Sonic Speed, but yeah. that's from the Smash Brothers. But Chili Dog is always a good choice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good, it's good. It's got some different spins on some characters as well that came out in season two. I'm just like, oh, I like this. I like the direction they went with this. So, yeah. All right. Um, minute twenty, an hour twenty at this point charles but it's 906 i just kind of want to talk a little bit about basketball and then we can move on to wrestling and get out of here right yeah so uh nba all-star game i just want to get that out of the way i did not pay attention whatsoever at all I, I, didn't, I didn't care i didn't watch any like even on twitter i didn't really see much of highlights to be honest there, there's no highlights like it's from like the skills competition i know dame lillard won right something yeah three-point contest he got the, the, tra- the three-point contest and he got the all-star mvp yeah and that could have been our representative by the way just yeah saying. and he did say something like he he gave like his list of top five players in the nba and he put bam there yeah. and not Giannis. 
So, you know, he still, he's still got that petty in him. Well, you know, we're still we like sending Giannis messages here. to Joe Cronin. You know what I mean? We like Giannis here, so we're not going to yeah. talk that yeah. sh that stuff. But still, yeah, know. no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is a, a knock on Joe Cronin more than anything else. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. well you know, petty tour, you know, revenge tour, 2023, 2024. Mm. My little nice. thing, yeah, my my thing on the the skills contest because we saw Jaime trying his thing in the dunk contest, didn't get even. The jump yeah, yeah. Jalen Brown. And then Matthew McClung, I think his name, wins because he's off of Sacramento. Can we not bring in people who are not even cracking in the rotation? Can we just stop that? Can we just stop that? They can't Please. get nobody, though. They can't get then, don't have, then don't have it. Th mm. Then let them rest. Mm. Right? Everybody's going to show up at three-point stuff. They're not going to show up in a dunk contest. You're not going to give him money, Adam Silver, to, like, play. Mm. And We're to be G fair. in here now. I mean. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. McClung, Yaquez, and Brown, with all respect to Yaquez and acknowledgement to Brown, mm. they're not even the best dunkers I've seen in the league. And no, we're never going to get the LeBrons. We're not going to get Zion. We're not going to get, you know, all these other guys. But let, let's just not have it. I don't need it. I understand the ratings need it. I think, I feel like, man, Adam Silver probably would, maybe should beg LeBron to do it one time. Like the, your last all-star game. No, because you know what? Then it's rigged, and then Twitter won't shut the hell up about it. Uh, you and I both know this. So there's LeBron no, there's no winning in this. Standing dunk. No, LeBron can just do a basic dunk. Nothing. I once saw Blake Griffin jump over a car, mm. a Kia, with um, with uh, what's his name? His point guard, Baron Davis, driving it. Mm. And now I get this. So I don't even want it, man. Just cancel it. Okay. So yeah, then the All Star game was. Was also just guys just chucking, chucking the ball towards the net, and Adam so, Silver, basically like, well, that was a basketball game, all right. So even he's kind of a little uh, regretful as to the monster that he's created at this point, which is uh, that. I mean, the NBA is gonna eventually just be what the Pro Bowl is, right? They're just gonna yeah. just have like some silly games that have nothing to do with the game itself. And it's just like, okay, let's just hang out in Indianapolis for a weekend. <laughs> so I do have a recommendation on how you can make the All-Star game interesting. Hmm. You create one, two, three, four-pointers. Okay. It could be an experiment, saying, right? Because people have been yeah. talking about doing a four-point line at this point. So yeah. these guys are being able to, to hit that three from nearly halfway out now. But you basically make it into like a blacktop game. You know, if anybody who's ever played on the blacktop, it's not twos and threes, maybe it's ones and twos. Mm. So you reassess it one, two, threes, and fours, right? Anything past that 25 range is going to be a four. And I think you play around with fouls. I really do. You know, I, it, it, you can have fun with it. I, I think it's useless because basketball is too long to begin with. So asking them to do it in between for a game that's serious is mm. tough, uh, tough task to ask for. I feel like incomplete with it. There's one thing, one thing about baseball I want to talk about a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if you saw with the Anthony Rendon and people were like trashing him. For oh, saying, yeah. For saying he doesn't like baseball's not his priority. I don't have a problem I, with that. I have no problem with it at all. Yeah. One, I think it's a good surly personality. Two, it's the Angels. So, of course, they get somebody like that when they have like one workhorse as Mike Trout versus him. And then three, most importantly, at the end of the day, it is a job. No one does. You know who does it for the love of the game? If I could be that guy, mm. 
it's the guys who were it, it's it's you know Pete Rose Jr. you know stuck in the minor leagues for so long that's hoping for the day to be in the major leagues. But once you're in the major leagues, man, you're in the major leagues, and what you should only care about is money. What's better than money? More money. And I know it sounds soulless. I know it sounds nihilistic, but if you want to do play for free at your local uh, county club, yeah, that's your lo- little how patty park. He that's legit- I think this is people who don't cover sports, to be honest, and who have never covered it in heck, even at my perspective, where you see the way that guys are and and who they they've you know their personalities and and just kind of see the, the the background of sports because it's it's like anything once you are well, actually in it sometimes that 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 aura goes away right these guys achieve their dream of making it but sometimes they see the the reality of it and maybe it's not as glamorous or as as fun as they thought it was and then eventually it's like okay well Anthony Rendon did what he needed to do he got paid he had his career year in 2019 and his team won the world series and he got paid and he accomplished it he did it he won he won right there doesn't matter the angels gave him a bunch of money guaranteed money too doesn't matter at this point now i i mean that's that's it I, and but but i have no problem with the guy basically being like everybody else and like hey i, I don't like my job just like a bunch I got of- no problem with it, but once again, it's my problem with the modern day, you know, Twitter finger people is that they misread and like went on the mistake because yeah. he's saying that, sure. yeah, I'm a father, I'm a husband, that I have other priorities, being yeah. a good man. He He's at that stage in his 30s where he realizes that, yeah. you know, those those high school youths and dreams have been eclipsed by actual responsibilities. Mm. So let me tell you something. In my mid 30s, I'm 34. If I can have a crew that pays me hundreds of millions of dollars, I just have to go do my job just so I can make sure I pay for kids in college, mm. not get taxed egregiously, and then also be able to live a life while I'm not harassed by stalkers. I feel anti red yeah. But the mm. problem is the American – I'm putting it on pause because I'm talking with my hands. The American conditioning about sports literally has to be breathe it, believe it, inspire mm. it, right? Yeah. You know, this whole message. It, it, it's what it was in football. That's the reason why you hated the Taylor Swift stuff because something came out of left field, no pun intended because it's baseball, but you know, you, you didn't like it. Now you get somebody who goes and says, I'm, I'm not doing the Shohei Otani, where mm. I think he's a dumbass, you know, at, at 11, where I'm going to defer and all this stuff because I want to build the best team. Or just like, yeah, seen all done all right. Yeah, I just go in, I do my job. And I, I think what happens is a different story if people expect him to be a production guy. Where he's MVP running, you know, he's gold glove running, he's silver slugger running, and he's never been any of that since he signed. But okay, your point. Chris Bryant got paid a ton of money by Urals and doing thing. We paid, um, you know, uh, uh, Jacoby Ellsberg. Nothing yeah. comes right. This is part of the game. So someone just says, eh, it's all right. Like, you don't know the other stuff that he's doing, but it's kind of like bothers people. I have no beef with it. I don't think you have any beef with it. If anything, it makes me like Rendon even more because what if he actually has a good year? But at the end of the day, who cares? Because he's not, ooh, we're going to get inflammatory, but you open the door. He's not being desperate as a certain former major league pitcher who's saying he'll take the veterans minimum because he's been blackballed, not because he was found to commit any kind of sexual assault or abuse because he wasn't, but because he can only get off on beating the shit out of women. I'm not even counting as a troll. That's a fact. Looking at you, um, Trevor Bauer, right? So if a guy is going to say that he doesn't like um, playing or that it's not a, or it's not his top priority. That's what he, or his top priority. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and somebody else is desperate. And I I know it's apples and oranges, guys, but guess what? There's still fruit, so I'm going to make that argument of who you're going to support it to because Twitter's kind of a disgusting place where people will yeah. show you support, support where like someone's like, oh, someone should just sign on me going from there. I don't know. Your priorities need to be reevaluated. That's just me. Uh, well, speaking of people getting paid and, and kind of wondering, uh, just getting, it's just taking it because somebody's just handing it to them. Doc Rivers. Uh, so. Oh. He had My that. Favorite. Did you see that interview? Did you see the? Of course the, I did. Yeah, where he's just like, "Why are you calling me? <laughs> why are you doing this yeah. to the Milwaukee Bucks? Why, why, why are you firing this guy who was like twenty games over five hundred? And they're like, "Well, we did it anyways. It's too late now." And he's like, "Well, all right, I'll, I'll sign the. You know what? And it actually kind of makes me respect Doc Rivers more now, because he has to know what his legacy is, right? Like he, he just has to. Knows like he knows that, that that 2008 Celtics team, and then like everything that's happened afterwards, and how people perceived him, how he was like one of the top 15 coaches, and people were like, "What the fuck?" Uh, five. So like, I, I want to say he's like on that Dusty Baker level, but Dusty was just happy that he got one. So you gotta give me a guy yeah, who but, got it. But even like, then, eh. Dust, Dusty Dusty was um you know like got, had to wait a, like towards the end of it. So it's almost, it felt earned by the end of it, right? Whereas, like, yeah. Doc, it was... Uh, it, it oh, my God. I understand who we are. Is it... Hold on. Hear me out here. Semi-earned, but... Is it a Dave Roberts equivalent? Mm-hmm. Not counting the whole cheating? Well, we, we've compared him to Dave Roberts so far. Yeah. And we're... Or it could be the Alex Cora. Minus the cheating. Maybe. But, yeah, actually, Doc Rivers can coach a good regular season team, I will say Doc, that. Well, true. And he's able to coach up teams that are not um, uh, filled with stars as well. Mm-hmm. Because that's what he did with the Magic. That's what he did with the, the Clippers in their, in their little bit of downtime as well. Oh, I would disagree. Because he had Chris Paul and Blake Griffin on that, bud. No, no. he No, but towards the it end of Vin- that. When they were getting rid of oh, those the, guys, the, the very, very, he, he very had end. like he had like that one season where the, well, the team Blake, was kind of. Blake was hurt. Yeah, at that point he was done. Didn't they trade Paul Chris Paul at that point? There. Yeah, or... I think Paul was still there. Paul was, was there injured. for him forever. Yeah. It was it was always him. And then DeAndre Jordan was leaving, and they they convinced him to come back. There was a I season, was... but there was one season where the where the Clippers didn't have those guys or didn't have those guys healthy, and he was still able to coach up a team. So I'm, he does I'm have that, that ability, but regardless, Doc with actual weapons. Eh. But anyways, there he is in Milwaukee, and that's the interview that came out, and it was just kind of like funny. And they're three and seven since he's taken over, by the way. So yeah, well, can we? Is is this the time? What I, I always have a segment about Doc Rivers every season. <laughs> yeah, and, and it shouldn't some... be like the I running joke. But echoes really right here, right? We're we're on another loop in the spiral. All right, so there, on September 28th, 2020, Rivers stepped down the Clippers' defeat um, of the different or losing the Rizagots in the conference semifinals. Um, I'm not seeing anything about who was on that team, but I'm going to go 2020 Clippers. So we've talked about um, Doc in Ozium. No, he, he, he did. He had Kawhi and Paul George, I believe. Was that that one? But he had one season where he didn't have those guys, or they weren't healthy because, you know, Kawhi's so been. So 29, 2020, Doc Rivers in the Los Angeles. 1920. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Pat, Bev, uh, Pat. I, Bev. I think you're, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're on the. No, he had Kawhi. So Bev, Coffee, Paul George, uh, Montreza Herald, Reggie Jackson, Kawhi Letter. Buddy, I, I'm not going to agree with you on 2018, that. 2018, 2019 season, the year before that. 
So you're thinking 28, 2019? 2018, 2019. Pat Bev, Avery Bradley, Wilson Chandler. Uh, am I, I'm, I'm looking at the right one. Yeah. Uh, Shea Gilgeos Alexander. Uh, uh, Tobias Harris. Uh, but he didn't have Kawhi. He didn't have Paul George. He didn't have Chris Paul. He didn't have Blake Griffin. Hmm. That's the team I'm talking about. So you're going to give me on one season? Yeah. Yeah. You but, go 43. Sure. But one season sure. where they. They they won forty eight games, and, and still made the playoffs with a a, okay. a down year. That was a down year for the Clippers. That it was supposed to be, and look, he, I'm just saying he could coach up teams w- without the talent. So, but when but, he gets the talent, he tends to squander it. But may I now now I get to do the thing? There you go. Never seen just want to justify it. That's fine. One season. One season. I gi- I'm giving him the one. And his, yeah, and his magic season. There you go. But with the talent, that's what, you know, we've had I this conversation. I have never seen. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to revisit it, mm. right? Because yeah. as long as he's still coaching, because look what he. Another loop in the spiral. We, we're back. Yeah, we're going to spiral. Redux. I have never seen a coach in any professional sports I follow that has just inherited, like, generational hall of fame players and he's only been able to come out with just you know one one two finals appearances with one set team and arguably that's not even his best team that he's inherited Hmm. right and then everything else is just first or second round eliminations you had the trio technically you know quadruple team the four the four players with rajon in Boston with Garnett, Allen, Pierce, and um, Rajon. And if you want to count Big Baby, right, you can get your five. Then you get him in L.A. with Chris Paul, who we give a lot of crap about, but we love Chris Paul after this game. It was just I didn't want him to win with the Suns. I'll be the first person to tell you that because it, it just felt too late now. Then you have Blake Griffin at that time, which was great, and then DeAndre Jordan was good, and then the Williams came to play. And then even just seeing it, because I forgot that he got both Kawhi and um, Paul George at a point. I didn't, it's been so long. This is like this is five years ago at this juncture, right? And then he gets the 76ers, which had Joel Embiid, James Harden, um, Ben Simmons to a small degree, right? And they shipped him out. But then you have Tyrese Maxey came in. And then he's gone, and he's on ESPN ABC with Doris Burke and... Um, Mike Breen. And then he gets bought on, brought on to the Bucks with Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. I, I have never seen it work in this conjuncture. And he's basically like King Midas, except to touch himself it's gold, it turns to bronze at most. I, I have no words. And now he's like three and eight, because obviously when you hire somebody in season that wasn't on the staff and doesn't know the players and doesn't have a philosophy, and you can't just go and say, hey, running through Giannis because obviously Drew Holiday, whom they traded to get Dame for, was a much better defensive weapon and player than I love Dame, but Dame ain't that guy. You and I can both say that. Mm. And Milton's at the end of his career at 33 because he hasn't been healthy. And they'll still get to the playoffs. Hell, they might win it all. You know, the East is weird. I don't believe in Boston. They haven't played a physical team. I'm calling it right now. Go Heat. But man, how do you make those statements? And then the Twitter thing of like, I don't even know why they called me. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're here. But hey, because I literally think he went and said, well, if they, if I say no, 
that means they're probably going to uh, hire Sam Van Gundy. And by all means, I can't have that happen and bring that into the modern day NBA. So I'm doing this. That's really what yeah. I felt like he did. Or, or, or imagine Stan Van goes in and he actually wins, and then that completely ruins. Giannis Antetokounmpo would would blow Sam Van Gundy's mind yeah. because you know a center for him it was like all right, just be defensive rebound and then mm. he'll like score in a post, and you get somebody who could shoot, you know, past five feet, and then also sometimes get the re. And then him with Dame, because he never had a hot shot shooter like Dame before. True. And his coaches, he, he wouldn't know what to do. But that's the thing is they wanted, what, a veteran coach, and there's only two names. There's only two names out there, bud. There was only two ma- names out there. And, you know, Sam Van Gundy's, but yeah, you know, the Pelicans have worked, but, you know, Zion wasn't my Dwayne kind of guy. Pussy out there? He, he moved up into the Pistons organization. Oh, he's in, yeah, he's on the front office, right? He's not a coach. Yeah, anymore. he went to the front office. But, you know, I, mean, I think it's a debatable on Dwayne Casey, you know, and who who do you have? And Jock Vaughn just got fired in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and I felt like he didn't get a fair shake. And, like, what they, what, what's your other option? Steve Nash, right? You know, kind of thing, who wasn't really a veteran coach. He had, like, those two years, and they realized it was a bad call. You know, Carmelo, not Carmelo, I'm sorry, um, Mike Mullins out there. Uh, George Carl. Yeah, I'm going there because I'm thinking of Denver Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. You want George Carl up in that? Who basically has beef with so many? Well, George Carl is too old by this point. He's like he's like in his 80s or something. I don't. I forgot. Yeah, I mean, I just saw Dusty Baker win a World Series at like 100. Yeah, but I don't don't think George Carl has got the fire for that. Also, I think he's burned a lot of bridges, so he's not coming back. George Carl is 72. He he wrote a book, right? And then just like burnt a ton of bridges, so. Yeah. Side note, I beat the uh, I beat the Devils at the Capitol six to two. Alrighty, uh, let's see. So I mean, that's all I have. So that's all I have for basketball. One, one hour um, and thirty eight minutes. It's uh, nine twenty four where we're at. So, yeah, um, you did tweet stuff over or send into the group chat some some wrestling stuff and some memes. So much. So, so much. L- let's go for it then. All right. Welcome, everybody, to your weekly Trueplex to Cage with Charles. For disclaimer, wrestling is not fake. It's a scripted fight. It's a stage fight. It's a song and dance. It's men and women beating the holy hell out of each other. You know, chasing championships, establishing legacies, a soap opera. And also, because Seamus had mentioned it, and I don't think I put it on Twitter, Seamus, we love you, about getting five-star banger matches. Someone was talking that ish. He clapped back and said, uh, you know, if you want uh, things with storyline and stuff like that, go watch a soap opera. So now I can kind of like mm. congeal both those things in there. But uh, I'm going to keep it short because like AEW is still on the long building of things. Revolution in March, TNA, we already kind of talked about some stuff. New Japan's New Japan. So it really is going to be a WWE-centric episode. But it's going to be short, guys, because they have Elimination Chamber at 5 a.m., Eastern time. I am not watching it. Yeah, this. Yeah, because they're in Perth, Australia. Australia. It is. Yeah, it's gonna start this Saturday at four thirty a.m. I'm gonna be asleep. Yeah. I'm gonna be out cold. I do not love anything in life enough to be up at four thirty. It could be a Black Friday deal where I get everything for a dollar. I'm gonna be up there. It could be that hey, you up text message. I ain't going. (laughs) It's not gonna be waking up to watch wrestling that I think the card is moderately okay to do so. It's not going to be none of that. AEW, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. They're building up the storylines that we talked about, Triple Threat and Revolution. They're going to get some free agent signings of Okada and Mercedes Monet, allegedly. Um, nothing, like, everything is always there. 
right now, what you just need to know is that Tony Khan is on that manifest destiny where he's having his guys wrestle against CMLL, which is the other counterpoint promotion in Mexico because there's AAA wrestling and there's CMML. And I, don't even get me on how to pronounce it in Spanish myself because I don't watch a lot of um, the Lucha Libre. It's Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre. Mm. And there's a lot of beef because it's a side-off because I think it was originally – the oldest professional wrestling promotion and then triple a factor now because there was some beef there's some good wrestlers that's all i need to know what i will say is that i am invested in anything that um brian danielson will do with the blackpool combat club so wherever he goes i follow um i have to catch up on him as zach saber jr in that new japan um match that they had a couple weeks ago but I'll let it lie low for now. All I know is it, it's good. They're going to build up the the feuds that they have. The Young Bucks, Sting, Darby is going to be a good feud. I don't know what we're doing with Christian. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't really need Christian versus Edge Part 2 going on. And I know Daniel Garcia and Edge were having a number one contendership match last week. And then Christian interfered. So we might get uh, Danny Garcia or Daniel Garcia coming in and getting his um, claim of fame in a triple threat match between him, Christian, and Edge. Too early to be seen. I really don't know what's going on in the women's um, title show. I know we're going to have Deanna Parasso versus Tony Storm in the Revolution match, but it makes me wonder if Jamie Hayter's going to come back, who had originally lost um, the belt to Tony Storm because she was injured. I lost some of you below, too. Am I interested? Yeah, I watched on Wednesday. I told you guys I was going to. I, I, I do write by you people. Mm-hmm. Um, they get in there. Wrestling's always good. The problem is, is wrestling, whether it's WWE, New Japan, AEW, TNA, and you know I'm pretty – well-rounded now is if I can get the bite sites of everything, whether it be on Twitter or on YouTube, I'll take it because it's just too much wrestling going on right now. You get the abridged or, version. Pretty much. I, I watch what I curate and watch what I want to watch essentially on all promotions and it's building fine. Um, NXT is happening right now. Uh, it was a pre-tape show last week because they're in Australia this week. So they're not going to do it live. Um, Shotzi Blackheart was going against the year about Kyria for the NXT Women's Championship, and then Shotzi tore her ACL. So that was announced ahead of time. Unfortunate. Wrestling is fake in your guys' mind sometimes, we're not viewerships, but I really don't see injuries like that happening to someone who's acting out Shakespeare. Just say, it's a physical entertainment sport on one spectrum. It's a physical sport on another spectrum. I, you know, people break their necks, tear their ACLs, pop their shoulder, break their hands, have their nose busted. It is physical, and that's what you need to know about it. And damn it, does it hurt. Let's make it short. Let's make it sweet. We're going to do our predictions because I think next week's going to start when I talked to you about last week where I'm just going to do um, WrestleMania matches to highlight for everybody to watch. I also was going to play a fun one if we had more time, which was what wrestling move would you take or not? I've been following Maven Huffman, who is a former WWE wrestler known as Maven, and he has this whole thing of like he ranked out like what moves I think I sent it to you of what moves hurt or don't hurt. And I kind of be like, if I was a wrestler, would I take this kind of thing as a bump? Like even as a wrestler, if I was paid money, would I take like an RKO or a power bomb or a pile driver? Right. So I, I might create that little fun. If Andrew comes back on, I'll do a three man group and I'll just send you guys ahead of time. But let's talk about the pay-per-view. Am I excited for it? Sure. When will I watch it? Sunday. I will avoid Twitter for one day. It's possible, even though this is an easily predictable this, card. This is Sunday and, morning, right? Sunday four thirty. No, this is Saturday morning. Saturday four thirty. Okay, and then you, okay, yeah. then you'll all right, all right. Because you remember, I wake up 
Mm. I do my morning constitution. I go work out for like two hours, right? If it's not raining, I'll go jogging and then I'll take a nap and I'll decide if I'm going to be a social, uh, socialite or not. Right. Mm. But I will watch it at some juncture because even though it's a predictable card, predictable, predictable, isn't bad. You know what I mean? It's still, could be something that you want to watch because if the matches are good, unless it's like a big kind of swerve. So we'll start with some of the basics ones and then we'll go into um, what I what I want to see. Undisputed Tag Team Championships, Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Valor versus Bruce Strong Style, as I call them, the Bruiser Boys, of Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate. Eh. Eh. I need them to split the tag titles. I need them to have a tag title specifically for Raw and tag title specifically for SmackDown. And that's it. Call it the WWE Tag Championships. Call it the World Championships. And the other one, I don't care. You did it with the women's titles. You did it with the main titles. Let's get over it. Let's get it done. There's a lot of potential and a lot of um, good stacked wrestlers on that roster and tag teams. I'm over it. Buddy, I am so over it. Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax for the Women's World Championship. Rhea Ripley is from Australia. She's representing Australia in this match against Nia Jax. Nia Jax has been built as a um, juggernaut, oh, sideways, um, Judgment Day is winning that title. I, I, I know that match. They'll retain the titles. Um, I got to do my predictions, right? But Ray Ripley versus Nia Jax. I'm going to make two arguments here. One, I think this should be the main event. Even though I have not liked Ray Ripley's reign that much, if she has been carrying Raw, she's been carrying Judgment Day, she's in a few against Nia, if it's her hometown, Australia, you're trying to get international appeal, it's for a title that you're trying to tell me is an important um, championship by the time WrestleMania comes around. What better way to say, hey, this is more than just Roman Reigns' show than giving her and Nia the main event, the pure main event. I think it makes sense. That's just me. Whether or not Hunter does that is up to him, but I think you should. The feud has been decent. It hasn't been terrible. Really, it's going to be Rhea versus Becky at WrestleMania. So be it. But I really think it sends a message of saying not only are you putting your star players around this title, the title actually means something. Giving somebody a championship or a belt or a title, whatever you call it, doesn't mean anything. It's what you do with that storyline. So imagine talking about like the stakes of WrestleMania with this title that main evented the prior pay-per-view over every other title. Because no other title is really being defended. US title is not being defended. IC belt's not being defended for reasons. Um, tag team titles not being defended. Roman's not defending his universal championship because obviously they got bubble wrapping for Cody and Seth's injured, so he's not defending the title. So give this the main event. Don't give me the elimination chamber match. Give me this. That's my thoughts on that. Rhea uh, wins and retains. So let's talk about the elimination chamber matches because um, I think there's one more match to be announced, but I'm just going on the most recent card that I have. I think I've talked to you about it. The elimination um, chamber is. Six people in there. I'm just doing my count. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six people in there. Assigned numbers come in. Last person, you know, win wins it. What is in both men's and women's championship, or not championship, but chamber matches, is whoever wins gets a title shot at their respective championships in WrestleMania. So Seth's is up for grabs, the World Heavyweight Championship, and then Rhea Ripley, who is defending that title at night, is a Women's World Heavyweight Championship, is up for grabs. So I, I think, you know... I, I don't like a gimmick match being for number one contendership, to be honest with Francisco. I think I liked this kind of match where it's six people in random randomized caging um, to come out for a main title, actually be defended that night, but it's not my show. I don't run it. So with the women's match, I mean, I don't want to poo-poo on it, but sometimes this is when predictable is bad. So it's Becky, Bianca, Liv, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez. I think we all know Becky Lynch is winning. 
Becky versus Rhea has been kind of set out very much so for several months. Uh, like right around the Rumble, Becky was telling Rhea, I'll see you at WrestleMania. And it's like, I think it kills some of the suspense and the excitement. I, I don't even think there's a Dark Horse winner that comes out of this because it's directly to Rhea. And yes, I would like to see Becky versus Rhea, sure. But like, I think it just made more sense to have the women's SmackDown title defended and have EO Sky in there and then her retain and look like a strong champion going against her WrestleMania match against Bailey, who won the Royal Rumble. That's just me. Does that make sense to you? Like, if you have EO, who is a champion, win against five other competitors and then she's carrying that momentum, creating the idea that she's on supple force against her Royal Rumble. Um, challenger who was her friend who is now turned baby face who now has to come like well if she's five five other women how are you gonna win bailey that's just me because the problem is unless it's like visa issues which i don't think it is i don't know i don't know everything um that's why gunther's not returning or um, defending the titles because he has to stay in the u.s for a couple of months he can't go over to australia on his visa is like and eh, you're just elongating a feud for titles that haven't been defended you know what i mean seth is legitimately injured and you're not going to have Roman defend it because God forbid he gets hurt. That ruins the whole trajectory of what they're going to do with Cody in the story, right? But I felt like Io should be in that cage, in that chamber, going against five other people. You built a better story. Whatever. But Becky wins. But then we get to the men. Here comes hypocrisy at its finest. Mm -hmm. Drew, Randy, Bobby, LA Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul, who's the U.S. champion. I don't get why Paul is like not defending his title at Elimination Chamber and why he's even in the contention match for another title. A contender match for another title but i don't write the game but whereas becky felt like you know who's gonna win and it's not gonna do anything for you drew's winning this because drew has been a fantastic heel because he's been a hater he's been petting it up i've been sending you guys in the chat and you know i didn't like drew when he was a face and i said to you guys i need drew as a heel because it's gonna be generational and it has been generational there's good talent not that the women's didn't have the talent either they're both equal in talent for both the men's and women but Drew winning is going to further a story. You see what I'm saying? Because he's been a hater. He's been saying that he's been doing things a nice way. and hasn't amounted to anything. So now he's got to be a bad guy. And this gets his shot against Seth, who, you know, he's lost twice to, I believe. One because of clean and one because there was interference because Damien was trying to cash in at Money in the Bank. Drew just getting that snap. He feels like it's closer. It's going to be a triple threat match at Mania between him, Sammy, and Seth. And I, I'm just like, I got a chub just thinking about it, right? Like, if you're doing this kind of number one contendership match to further a story, not to finish a story, look at you, Cody, but to further the story, I think that's how it works well. But maybe wa watch what happens is the men's will suck and the women's will be entertaining. That's wrestling sometimes. Mm -hmm. The matches that you think you're most excited for turn out to be lame, and the matches that you didn't give much of a a thought process to turn out to be the best but I, i'll tell you i don't think i've watched the last couple of survivor series or not Survivor Series. i watched those before hunter took over i didn't watch a lot of those but i haven't watched a lot of the elimination chamber matches because they had this kind of stuff in there where it was for contenderships as opposed to championships and i haven't watched a lot of the saudi arabia pay-per-views um, which i think last year was elimination chamber because they had just kind of like matches like mad to but i will watch it because i think all the talent there is you know bottom up top down fantastic it's just not going to be at 4.30. But Drew wins that. Um, Becky wins hers. Rhea retains. Judgment Day retains. And then Cody is going to be on with Seth on the Grayson Waller effect. Or maybe, maybe, maybe the Rocker Roman show up. But I think it will be like a solid B-minus pay-per-view. I'm not waking up for 4.30 in the morning because there's nothing. I, you can, I can hear fire 
fire be, be shouting in my house. I'm not waking up. Just let it take me to flames. And that's all I'm going to give you on the occasion this week. Okay. All right. So I think that is it for us. Uh, I guess I'll watch the uh, what, the Panthers just won uh, in overtime. Go. So I think that's it. Uh, they just won an overtime against the Ottawa Senators. So I guess I'll look at that. And bye, everybody. Take care.